Hello, welcome to Talking MMT, where I basically just read, uh, read and report everything MMT, basically. Uh, I am continuously reading from Stephanie Kelton's book, The Deficit, the Deficit Myth. I mean, I put myself up on that one. Anyway, uh, I'm on page 208. Uh, by the bottom, the deficit in our education system continues to do higher education. In 87 through 88 school year, Tuition for a private four-year institute was 15160 By 2017 and 2018, that cost had more than doubled. Tuition for public institutions showed similar trends in 87 and 88. It was 30190 but it has risen to 9970 in 2017 and 2018, that uh, school year. Tuition hikes have led to a national student debt crisis. The average borrower from this class of 2017 uh, now owes $28,650 for Americans attending private not-for-profit colleges and universities. The average amount of debt is $32,300 for those attending for-profit institutions. The average is $39,950. Students of color are disproportionately affected as well. On average, black students in 2012 borrowed $3,500 more than white students, and this disproportionate burden leads to increased dropout rates among African Americans across all types of higher education at for-profit uh, for four-year colleges and universities 65% of black borrowers dropped out compared to 44% of white borrowers. Overall, 39% of the black students with debt uh, dropping out in 2009, with two-thirds of them citing high cost as their reason for leaving. In total, our higher education deficit has left 45 million Americans burdened with a student debt, curtailing their freedoms and preventing than from contributing fully to a social society and the economy. The official figure for delinquent student loans reached $166 billion in the fourth quarter of 2018, but the Federal Reserve Bank of New York estimates that as much as third of a trillion dollars in student loans, which is $333 billion, may have gone delinquent during that time. As Bloomberg's Alexandre Tanzi points out, that figure is close to $441 billion the government gave out total, uh, gave out under uh, TARP, the Troubled Assets Relief Program after the 2008 financial crisis. Finally, while the average student debt for the class of 2017 was around 30000 many people owe more, much more, and some well in excess of 100000 Students generally pay between 350 to 1000 a month in principal and interest, and those payments often make it difficult for them to get out of their parents' basement, start a family, buy a car, or even get out and go out to eat. It's worth noting that all those activities that support jobs in our community or in our economy. We have told young people that the very uh, that the way to climb the income ladder is to go to college. That is the pathway to higher lifetime earnings and more financial security. That is no longer true. You need a college degree just to hold onto the rungs. 
Without it, you risk of falling down the income ladder. The problem is that earnings aren't rising for people with college degrees. In fact, for 60% of the college graduates, their wages today are lower than in, 20, in, in 2000. Basically, incomes for college graduates are stuck in real terms where they were two to three decades ago. While the cost of attending college have risen dramatically in real terms. So we're breaking our backs and piling on debt in the in belief that this is how you get ahead. In fact, this is how you run in place. What can indeed contribute as a way out of the education deficit? Most K through 12 funding comes from local property taxes, which puts and outside puts it outside the federal government's control. But we'll see in more detail in the next chapter how mu how many how money rather can be challenged uh, channeled through grants from federal government programs, helping make state university systems tuition free, or at least much more affordable than they are now. MMT's lens also shows how we could easily and quickly retire all student debt through the federal government, freeing up income that could be spent back into the economy, creating millions of new private sector jobs. Finally, the true trends of stagnation wages coupled with increasing education requirements and job applications both result from employers holding all the cards. With NMT tools, we can restore full employment and tight labor markets, helping return bargaining clout to workers. As with the other deficits we're examined, uh, we've examined rather, we would we will stop asking how are we going to pay for it and examine the issue through the MMT lens of solution and help and not just possible for but palpable. Infrastructure deficit. Have you ever sat in a car on a congested highway or waiting for what seems like an eternity at one or more of our nation's airports waiting for traffic to clear enough for takeoff? Wouldn't it be nice if we had cleaner, more efficient ways to get around? The New York Times ran a photo essay in 2019, Your Tales of LaGuardia Airport Hell, basically all in quotes, about one of New York's three major airports has now undergone a, an eight billion facelift, but will still have no rail, no rail link into the city. How many of us get stuck in traffic daily because the highway we drive on have too few lanes, and those that do have more lanes, one or more are regularly closed to fill the potholes that keep showing up. How many of us have been late for work? class or an appointment because mass transit systems are running late or have broken down completely. How many times have you heard your kids exclaim, quote, the internet is out again, quote, uh, unquote. Uh, how many of you have sat in the waiting room of your hospital's emergency room for hours waiting to be seen, or worse, been admitted to care, admitted to care but remained on the hospital beds and in the hallway, uh, waiting for an exam room to be to become open, available. I know I have. We all know a nation's infrastructure goal: uh, roads, uh, bridges, dams, 
uh, levees, schools, hospitals, railways, power grids, broadband, waste and water treatment, and so on, keeps its society and economy economy uh, function uh, functioning uh, smoothly, every bit as much as a well-educated populace. But as we also know, Americans, America's infrastructure is no longer up to that task. That's the infrastructure deficit. We all share in this general frustration, but sometimes the deficit becomes too tragically apparent when a bridge fails, trains collide, <coughs> tra uh, trains collide, a levee collapses, or a city's drinking water becomes poisonous. That's when people bear, uh, bear added financial costs and inj are injured or lose their lives. Recent flooding in the Midwest makes our infrastructure deficit glaringly apparent. In the summer of 2019, water, waters uh, in, inundated uh, Nebraskans and led to the loss of 340 businesses and over 2,000 residences. Farmers and livestock workers were hit hardest, with estimates of losses surpassing 8 million in ranching and crops. The 1927 Bill's Spencer Dam collapsed, taking Nebraska Kenny Angel's home and his wife and his wife. Although the dam was inspected in 2018 at ranked fair, report from the Nebraska Department of Natural Resources declared that deficits or deficiencies exist which could lead to dam failure during rare extreme storm events. There are other levees and dams on the brink of failure, according to the 2017 Infrastructure Report card, and 15,498 dams have been declared as high hazard potential, which is defined as, quote, a dam in which failure or misoperation is expected to result in loss of life and may also cause significant economic losses, including damages to downstream property or critical infrastructure, environmental damage or disruption of lifeline facilities, unquote. The number of deficit high hazard uh, potential dams has risen to 2,170 or more. We have fallen so far behind, in fact, that the American Society of Civil Engineers gives a D-plus grade to America's infrastructure. They estimate it will take $4.59 trillion over the next 10-year period to get it up to appropriate uh, standards. That, uh, that update would earn Americans Sorry, America's infrastructure grade B, which the ASC defines as the system or network is in good shape to excellent condition. Some elements show signs of general deterioration that could uh, that, that require attention. By the way, as a side note, I believe the infrastructure plan that Joe Biden is getting ready to uh, put towards the Senate is actually about four trillion dollars. Is that only lacking fifty nine billion of it? But it's within the it's within the range of this book that 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 she's talking about as far as upgrading infrastructure. Anyway, so let's see. Uh, uh, um, a few okay, yeah, a few elements exhibit significant deficiencies, safe and reliable, with minimal capacity issues and minimal risk. The ACA. ACA, excuse me, ASCE concluded that our most serious infrastructure weakness includes aviation, drinking water, energy, waste management, levees, roads, schools, and other forms of infrastructure. 
critical to our uh, health, our well-being, and our future per, uh, prosperity. In other words, the Flint water crisis, which, occur, which occurred in 2014, is the tip of the iceberg. For example, in New Jersey, the city of Newark's drinking water had unsafe levels of lead in August of 2019, possibly a result of uh, fil uh, filters distribution and distributed in 2018 not working properly. According to the ASCE data, the state of New Jersey received a D-plus grade consistent with the United States as a whole. The ASCE found the biggest threats in uh, adequacy of the water system to be age and lack of reinvestment. Left out of the recent ASCE reports is perhaps our most basic infrastructure need, affordable, quality housing. Lying within the infrastructure deficit is also a national housing deficit. Researcher Peter Gowen and, or Gowen and journalist Ryan Cooper studied the problem housing, particularly for people who rent and found that the situation has become even worse since 2008. They wrote, the number of burden renters remains substantially above its pre-crisis level. In, 20, in, in 2007, 8 million households spent 30 to 50 percent of their income on rent. In 2017, that number was 9.8 million in 2007. 9 million households spent 50% or more of their income on rent. In 2017, that number was 11, 11 million. These burden renters paying 30% of their income or more on rent now account for 47% of all renters. That this shortfall is basic prep, uh, infrastructure is robbing poor people, or I'm sorry, poor families of safe and healthy places to live. Most families who rent spend more than recommended 30% of their income on housing. Local zoning and construction laws also hold back construction of new housing supply, raising prices in the process. On top of it all, families' inability to secure affordable housing even helps uh, even helps drive the education deficit. The wealthiest, the, the wealthier the school district your home is in, the higher quality of your school your children attend. The housing deficits that historically affected African Americans also persist. Black ownership in today's America is nearly the same as it was during times when housing discrimination was legal. That discrimination became the, in the 1930s when the began excuse me began in the 1930s when the government designed a plan to increase housing, but primarily for middle and lower income whites. Segregation was full, further promoted when the federal uh, when the Federal Housing Administration was established. The FHA began redlining, refusing to insure mortgages in and around African American neighborhoods while simultaneously subsidizing builders who were mass-producing subdivisions, as long as none of the homes being built were sold to African Americans. This was justified by FHA's theory that if African Americans purchased homes in their suburbs, the property value would decline and the white homes they were insuring would decrease in value. Americans' racism and Americans' desire to keep their home value up combined is self-justifying the feedback loop. Uh, the, feed, the Fair Housing Act was passed in 68 to permit um, African Americans to buy homes in these white neighborhoods. Both in 2015, said, uh, said, said it, said it, 
statistic, statistic, there we go, uh, the fact, the black, the black homeownership rate was 33% of the third, uh, five, 35 to 40 year old, uh, 40, 44 year old, excuse me, lower than the 1960s when, uh, housing discrimination, uh, with legal and segregation was still promoted by FHA policy. Any effort to address our housing deficit thus must boldly address the ugly uh, legacy of racial discrimination which has restricted access to affordable homes and better funded school districts. Simply put, we do we can do much more than what we do every now that we are doing now. Carrying uh, carrying a grade of D plus is disgraceful for a nation that strives for greatness. We need to retrofit businesses and homes with sustainable sources of energy, build affordable housing for all people, repair structural uh, deficits, bridges, blanket the nation with high-speed rails, fix our airports, shore up our levees, dams, sewage and water systems, and more. Building this infrastructure will increase our convenience save lives, boost the nation's long-term productivity, and increase equality of opportunity, not to mention provide many of the good-paying jobs needed to close the jobs uh, deficits. MMT's new lens uh, can employer, sorry, empower our policies to politicians to be more proactive when it comes to channeling investment. A good example is Senator Elizabeth Warren's affordable housing plan proposed during her campaign to win Democratic nomination for president to invest 50, invest 500 rather, billion over the next decade in building, reha uh, rehabbing, and preserving low-income units. Again, it is never uh, it is never money that the federal government lacks to address uh, needs like infrastructure and housing. Real resources are the actual constraint that there's no reason to think America is on the American is on the verge of running out of concrete, steel, wood, or metals. In fact, when it comes to housing, we actually have far more empty homes than we have homeless Americans. The materials are there. We have simply failed to send the money where it where it needs to go, and we're allowing and we've allowed the money to go where it isn't needed because we remain shackled by the depths of myth. Hmm. Uh, see the climate the the climate deficit. All the deficits we've covered so far exist among us as Americans. But just as no man is an island, neither is one, another is any one country or society. Even the whole human race, neither America nor the global community of nations can sustain themselves without a livable planet, without the clean air and water, fertile soil, stable weather, uh, dependable temperatures, or healthy ecosystems. Which brings us to the climate deficit. The science indicates that to avoid the worst climate change scenarios, we need to limit global warming over the century to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Current plans, however, were to only limit the temporary rise to 3 or 4 degrees Celsius above that threshold. 
What happens if we fail to close the gap between where we are and where we need to be? The gap in the latest reports, excuse me, from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, paint a dire picture of rising sea levels, more drastic flooding, more severe droughts, stronger storms and hurricanes, and hate waves needed so many more deaths, means so many more deaths. Many coast cities and communities around the world could become unlivable, and certain climate patterns and shifts could upend crops and fresh water supplies, leading to hundreds of millions of new climate refugees, disease format, famine, infrastructure failure, and economic crisis with all, will all become worse around the world. Just the distance between 1.5 degrees of warming and 2 degrees would have major consequences if consequences it would expose 37 percent of all human beings to extreme heat once every five years as opposed to 14 uh, percent under 1.5 degrees of warming rising seas could rising sea levels rather would put an additional 10 million people in danger and overall several hundred more several hundred million additional human beings would be at some climate-related risk by 2050. If we succeed in limiting warming to 1.5 degrees, we will still witness the death of an estimated 70% to 90% of all coral reefs around the world. As oceans absorb more of the carbon dioxide and the atmosphere become more uh, acidic, should the planet uh, should the planet warm up by two degrees or more essentially all the coral in the all of the coral in the world will die off I might as well leave it there um, I hope you guys understood this some of what I said there I was fumbling a lot uh, yeah anyway so for those who for those who enjoy this um, I thank you for listening for those who listen to my reading and focus, are, are automatically focused more on the mind fumbling, I get better throughout the week. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I will be up here in another hour or so with The Leftist News, but that will be on my YouTube channel. So uh, check that out also, uh, and the one I did yesterday. Also later on, I'll be I will be doing a fun, uh, talking financially. So look forward to that. Uh, my anchor is nine cents a month to uh, to support or share, and my YouTube channel is free to subscribe. So think about that as you listen to this. If I'm worth it, please do so. If I'm not, please share it. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a good day. I look forward to uh, um, to doing the news here momentarily, and then uh, find out the news later on. Peace out for now.